Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. By the way, it's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B, using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think around the auto parts, right? Car care needs, get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Sing it with me. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simple poll question today. It has to do with the Dallas Cowboys coming off their victory last night. To improve to nine and three, the Dallas Cowboys will lose on wild card weekend, lose in the divisional round, lose in the NFC title game, or make the Super Bowl. Right now, 9.6% say lose in the NFC title game, 12% say make the Super Bowl, 26.4% say lose on wild card weekend, and 52% say lose in the divisional round. And my answer is the one that's winning right now lose in the divisional round. So do me a favor here, Carlos Ortiz. Cue me up a little uh, NFL music here. And uh, when we get that NFL music, Stu has put together a list of quarterbacks that he wants to know. Do I think this quarterback can win it all this year? Like when I sit back and I imagine the Super Bowl, which we're going to this year, will be on Radio Row in Las Vegas. We'll have a grand old time, bunch of parties. We'll go to a bunch of good dinners. We'll have a lot of good interviews. I'll probably end up going to the game. But when I'm getting ready that Super Bowl week to preview the game, can I say on December 1st in the year of 2023 that I can envision this quarterback or that, or that quarterback playing in the big game, whether it's on the AFC side or the NFC? Carlos, take it away. Quarterback number one. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Before the season, I would say that I could not see Brock Purdy getting to a Super Bowl. Not that he doesn't have the team, but ultimately, I was really concerned heading into this season how much in a small sample size last year was realistic with Brock Purdy. And what you've seen with Brock Purdy this year, whether you want to call him a game manager or a franchise quarterback, When Brock Purdy has a somewhat healthy 49ers team with Trent Williams, with my BFF Debo Samuel, with Kittle, with Dayuk, with Run CMC, who is one of the better offensive players in the league, whether it's him being a product of the system or him being great individually, Brock Purdy puts up some good numbers. And this year, there's not many great teams. The 49ers are a great team. They have a really good coach. They have a heck of a defense. They have a unbelievable, legendary left tackle, and they got weapons out the wazoo. I could definitely see Brock Purdy in the big game and hoisting that Lombardi trophy. Dak Prescott. No. I can't. Dak Prescott 
is having a really good season. Dak Prescott has a spot at the, at the adult table this year for the MVP conversation. But I go back to simply this. In a big game, which you may need to beat both the Eagles and the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl, even if you beat one of them, I'm not going to sit here the next week and believe or really have great confidence that he's going to be able to find a way to do it in back-to-back weeks. And last year, we saw in the wild card round, the Cowboys, who have never defeated Tom Brady, going up against Tom Brady in a dreadful 8-9 Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And they just annihilated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But then the next week, even with the great defensive performance by Dallas, even with the offense of the 49ers not clicking, Jack had mo- or Dak had multiple opportunities to get the job done. And the moment Tony Pollard went out early in that game, he did nothing. He did Jack. So when I look at Dak Prescott, good quarterback, really good quarterback. But when you're paid $40 million a year and that number is going to skyrocket on his next deal, you got to find a way to perform in the games. And the last two years, Dak came up small against the 49ers where you could blame Kellen Moore, you could blame Mike McCarthy. They didn't get the ball snapped. It's a very simple thing. I don't care who your head coach is. I don't care who your offensive coordinator is. I don't care who your quarterback is. You couldn't get the ball snapped against the 49ers. And don't blame the referee. And then the next year, you were able to get the ball snapped. But anytime you started to drive, you had a turnover. I just can't see Dak Prescott in the Super Bowl. I can't see Dak Prescott in Las Vegas holding that Lombardi trophy. And you know what, Stu? Could you imagine we're in Vegas for the Super Bowl and I have to spend an entire week or even the week before, so two weeks, hearing those cockroach Cowboys fans. Oh, we're in the big game. Oh, Dak Prescott's great. Oh, the Cowboys are this. I'm just vomiting right now at the thought of having to sit in Las Vegas even though uh, we could be in a worse place, if I'm being honest, and have to think about the Cowboys winning a Super Bowl. It ain't going to happen. Dak Prescott is not going to be in the Super Bowl this year. Next one. Derek Carr. Are you guys just trying to kill me today? (laughs) On a Friday, are you guys trying to, you know, I actually had my heart examined today. I got a, a heart checkup. Everything's good. But are you trying to give me a heart attack today? On it's a football Friday? Fridays <laughs> on CBS Sports Radio. Derek Carr, can the guy win a damn division first before we say Super Bowl? Stu, I know you're a Raider fan. I know Derek Carr at one time was your guy, but what were you sniffing when we decided to put <laughs> Derek Carr? On this list, come on, Stu. Listen, we have to have a nice range of quarterbacks and not just yeah. the ones that are Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. He's definitely not one. Th- this I'll list isn't that. top 10 quarterbacks, right? No, and, and he's not no. a top 10 quarterback. This is to, to be in a Super Bowl. There are some average quarterbacks on this list, and Derek Carr is certainly one of those. The Saints ceiling this year is probably just getting to the playoffs and winning their division. You know, maybe at home, if all goes right, they get to the second round to the playoffs. I don't even think they're winning the division. I picked Atlanta before the start of the year. But Derek Carr, last week, you saw who he was. Expected to win, expected to beat Atlanta, and early on in that game, throws that 90-yard pick six. Derek Carr in a Super Bowl. <laughs> How about you just make the playoffs, buddy? Next quarterback. 
Gino Smith. No. Gino? I, I See, I like Gino. I don't want to write him off because he doesn't write back, as he'll say. But last night, Gino Smith played a really good game. Gino Smith is like the, the Walmart version of Dak Prescott. I think that's the best way to say it. Like, Dak is a better quarterback than Geno Smith that has accomplished a lot more in the league. But Geno Smith, even in a good game last night, you saw it at the end of the game with opportunities to go win the game. He couldn't get the job done. And his offensive line played well last night, but in the biggest moment of the game, they couldn't block Micah Parsons. And I think Geno... It's amazing that we could even have this conversation about how far the Seahawks could go where his career was a few years ago. But Gino is the guy that he was last year. We'll play really good in the regular season, has some good moments. We'll probably do enough to get to the playoffs. But in a game up against the 49ers in the wild card round when it was close, he'll have a fumble, he'll have an interception that will open up the floodgates for the opposition. So no, I can't see Geno Smith in a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. We saw Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl last year. Rain, sleet, or snow, the Eagles train continues to roll. There's no doubt about it. Continues to go. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a very good chance to get to a Super Bowl again and win the whole thing. And he outplayed Mahomes last year in the Super Bowl, and Mahomes ended up winning the Super Bowl MVP. Hurts is a top three quarterback, the three best quarterbacks in football. Mahomes is one, Burrows two, but Burrows hurt right now, and then it's Jalen Hurts in at number three. Jared Goff. No. Goff has been to a Super Bowl before. And in the Super Bowl, they only put up a lousy three points. So I look at Jared Goff as someone who is good, someone that could compile 10, 11 wins, as he'll do so with the Detroit Lions. But when people start to buy into the concept of Jared Goff, it will be like what we just saw this past week on Thanksgiving on that Thursday where... You lose a game that you're not supposed to lose to the Green Bay Packers. Goff has limitations. Goff is one of those guys that's just a good quarterback. He'll never be great. He'll never be elite. He'll never be a guy that's a top five quarterback in the league. But in the right environment, he could thrive, as we've now seen with two different teams. Josh Allen. No, the Bills aren't even going to make the playoffs. The Bills are 6-6. Six and six. And I said this on Monday. They got. I know they're in a bye week right now. They got to go four and one down the stretch to just make the playoffs. Now they do that. Maybe this is a different conversation and we revisit it in five to six weeks. But we talk about the Cowboys, how they just lack that clutch gene. The same as can be said with the Buffalo Bills. Now the Bills under this regime has at least got to an AFC title game. They've at least got to a conference championship game. But you see in these big moments the last few years, it just doesn't happen on the defensive end or last year on the offensive end for the Buffalo Bills. Like that offense was lost, absolutely lost up against the Bengals and the week prior up against the Miami Dolphins. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, are we serious here? How would those small hands look on that uh, Lombardi trophy? Kenny Pickett is not a good quarterback. Now I know that offense finally played well last week when they, when they got rid of Matt Canada. But if the Steelers are in the Super Bowl, it ain't because of Kenny Pickett. It's because Jalen Warren and Najee Harris went off. And oh, yeah, by the way, that defense, which is a great defense, 
turned into the 85 Bears. The Steelers, I think they're in on wild card weekend. I don't think you want to see the Steelers because of their defense, similarly to the Browns as well. Like, you're not going to want to see the Browns and they make the playoffs because of their defense. But ultimately, as you go on through a playoff journey, you know the offense isn't going to be good enough. Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. I feel like I'm on an island with Lamar. When Bill Polian was just being a dope uh, right before the draft and was like, oh, he has to change positions. He has to be a wide receiver. He has to be a running back. I'm like, why? Lamar Jackson won a Heisman Trophy. There's been other Heisman Trophy winners. There's been guys that haven't been Heisman Trophy winners that had worse college careers than Lamar Jackson that still got an opportunity to be a quarterback in the NFL. And somehow... Lamar fell all the way to the 32nd pick in the draft. The last pick of the first round. Lamar Jackson comes in, plays down the stretch against the Ravens, right? Ravens fans wanted to pull him for Joe Flacco, who's probably going to be starting this weekend for the Browns. And uh, John Harbaugh said, no, not going to do it. And Lamar Jackson, I thought that was a good experience for him. And then the next year, first year as the true starter from the start of the season, wins unanimous MVP. Now he's had some shortcomings in the postseason. He's only won one playoff game, and that was in that comeback up against Tennessee. Got concussed, and he threw a pick six to Teron Johnson up against the Bills in Buffalo a few years ago. The last two years, he hasn't been healthy. But this year, he continues to stay healthy. There's no doubt about it in my mind that Lamar Jackson has what it takes being the leader of that team and being the face of that offense to get to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl this year. I kind of compare Lamar in a little bit to Giannis Antetokounmpo the way that we talked about Giannis a few years ago. And I, I know I have a good following in Milwaukee. And I love people uh, that listen to us in the state of Wisconsin, the city of Milwaukee. And for a while, Giannis early on in his career is winning those MVPs, but didn't have the playoff success. And people are like, oh, he'll never get the job done in Milwaukee. And then he wins a championship and has a good chance to win another championship this year. Now playing with Damian Lillard. Patrick Mahomes. Easiest yes of all time. <laughs> That's the easiest one on this list. Any more we got? Go ahead. Russell Wilson. This is a big week for the Broncos. The Broncos who got off to a terrible start at one and five. And now they have won five in a row. People are starting to pick up steam on the Broncos with this marriage of Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. But I got I'm still skeptical. Like I still raise an eyebrow when I look at the Broncos where I go, is it just a nice little win streak? Or is this the start of a successful marriage? They'll, we know Sean's not going anywhere. Russ will be back next year. Russ is playing good football right now. Don't confuse what I'm saying. But to get to an elite level, to get back to a Super Bowl level, let's see if they beat the Texans this weekend. Because I know the game's in Houston, but you have the coaching advantage and the quarterback advantage in terms of experience. Just based off experience, you should be able to beat a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback, regardless how great the rookie head coach and the rookie quarterback are. But I'm not so convinced that the Broncos are going to do that this weekend. So, no, I can't see Russell Wilson making the Super Bowl. Trevor Lawrence. <sighs> I want to say yes, but I can't. And I know Doug Peterson, his coach, is an exceptional coach and has won a Super Bowl before with the worst quarterback in Nick Foles. But I look back at the games against Kansas City and the games against the 49ers. If I'm going to trash Dak and say Dak can't win the big game, right now I got to say something similar to Trevor Lawrence in the NFL because this Jaguars team in their two biggest games of the season, they scored nine points against the Chiefs on offense and then three points up against the 49ers. I don't think they get to the promised land this year. 
Tua Tugavailoa. How did he say that? Tua Tugavailoa. <laughs> Tugavailoa. Tugavailoa. <laughs> Tua Tugavailoa. Tugavailoa. <laughs> Sue, can you say his last name real quickly? Tua Tugavailoa. Gotcha. Carlos, you want to give it a try? Tugavailoa. <laughs> <laughs> what are we tugging on? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, um, no, Tua can't. As much as I am rooting for Tua because everyone jumped off the Tua bandwagon last year, unfortunately, because of the injuries, and I, I had Miami win the division before the start of the year, I go back to that game against Kansas City, and that concerns me. And the Dolphins are another team that can't beat the great teams. But up against Kansas City, back-to-back plays, third down, under through, it would have been a, a game-tying touchdown. Maybe they go for two and win it to Cedric Wilson Jr. The ball is 10 or 15 yards short. It was uh, very, very short and underthrown. The next play, he fumbles the ball. So we gone through a lot of quarterbacks there. All right, 13 or 14. And I don't think there's four quarterbacks that could get to a Super Bowl this year. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in the AFC and in the NFC. Rock out with your Brock out. Looking uh, pretty awesome with Brock Purdy. And then also Jalen Hurts. Was that too many uh, puns there for the you, Carlos Ortiz? The first one I was rocking with, the second one, I'm like, that's a no-go. What, pretty awesome? Uh, come on, that was pretty lame. You, you're looking uh, pretty awesome today, I will say, oh, Carlos thanks, Ortiz. Man, I appreciate it. What do you got, some military obligations uh, coming up this weekend? Yeah, I got a, yeah, two days of service. Yeah, because, well, first off, we thank you for your service, no doubt about that. Uh, but the haircut's looking good. You, you're looking like you, you're ready to get in a tip-top shape and uh, protect our country. No doubt about it. Uh, as long as America likes it, I'm good with it. Well, what are your views, by the way, on a great Marine of uh, Connor Stallions who was uh, helping out the Michigan Wolverines? Are, are you a supporter of, of Connor Stallions who also uh, did serve? Good Marines don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that military inside info right there. All right, I don't want to get Carlos in any more trouble. The last thing I want on a Friday is like, hello, this is General, and it's not General Booty. Zach Gelb, you're talking about, uh, you know, our Marines way too much on the radio. We got to keep everything pretty quiet. We'll take a break. We'll come on back. We'll update you some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio with the news brief. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
Here we go, brownies. Here we go. And I said, here we go again. It's the Cleveland Browns, and it's first and 10. It's official. Starting for the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Joe Flacco just made official a moment ago as Adam Schefter has the report with the Dorian Thompson Robinson injury. What the heck happened to my guy, PJ Walker college classmate of mine. I remember when he signed on board to temple university, I talked to him that day when I was covering the football team, PJ Walker won two games this year with the Browns. I know he didn't play great, but you're going to start the old statue And Joe Flacco, who at one time we used to debate, is Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? So you're going to get Joe Flacco at SoFi Stadium this weekend up against the Los Angeles Rams. And you know what? There's only three games in the 4 o'clock window. You got Carolina and Tampa Bay, P.U. You got Cleveland at the Rams. And then you got a great game the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. I will tell you this though, on the surface, without doing a deep dive into the games this weekend, and we'll do that in just a second. Outside of the 49ers and the Eagles, and then the Houston Texans hosting the Denver Broncos, I think the thing I'm most excited about this weekend is to see Joe Flacco play quarterback. And I want to take a bet. How quick into the game will Aaron Donald sack Joe Flacco? If that doesn't happen on the first series, I will be shocked. And you know what? Watch. He'll matriculate the ball down the field right out of the gate and will put the ball in the end zone. Oh, my old man, Joe Flacco. I know he hasn't played in the Ravens for a long time. That's going to be weird, seeing him run out onto the field a Baltimore Raven in a Cleveland Browns jersey. That's going to be, you're going to look at that. You're going to say, that ain't right. That's not right. That shouldn't happen. It's amazing that this guy is still in the league, Joe Flacco. I know that he played sparingly last year with the Jets. If you even want to say that he played for the New York Jets. I think he was in Philadelphia too. You know, let's do a little trivia here real quickly before we get to a news brief. Joe Flacco Drafted out of Delaware, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP with the Baltimore Ravens. Stu, how many teams do you think you could name that Joe Flacco played for when his career wrapped up with the uh, Baltimore Ravens? There are one, two, three, four teams. And I think I already gave away two of them in this conversation. Let's put Stu and Carlos. We could do kind of a... uh, a joint effort here, and I'm going to be the cameraman uh, because I think we're all out of sync on the stream, and I think I just moved into the right space, so you're welcome. I'm doing it all here at CBS Sports Radio. Stu, after the Ravens, how many teams did uh, Joe Flacco uh, play for? Let's see how many you can name. She said there was four. Mm -hmm. I know he played for the Broncos. That would be correct. Um, I know he played for the Jets. That would be correct. Um, Now the Browns. Yep. I may have already said the other one during this segment, but I think you were preoccupied yeah, with the cameras. I probably was. Um, Flacco. Who Passionate else? fan base. Oh, don't give it away, oh, Carlos. I gave it away. Yeah. Oh, you know I, what? I would not have gotten that. I Carlos actually forgot that. Carlos is the that. guy that you invite Eagles. into the surprise party. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. 
And like 30 minutes before the surprise party, Carlos texts text the person that's getting surprised saying, hey, what are you up to? When the person thinks there's a surprise party uh, coming. You just ruined the surprise, Carlos. <laughs> I couldn't let my guy hang I couldn't hang him out to dry. It, what would have happened if you didn't guess it? It was it was one team. He got three out of four. Well, I mean, if you want to be technical. He hasn't he, played for the Browns yet. Well, that. And he went back to the Jets. Remember, yes. The Eagles uh, traded him. That's so like, right. That a trick question. <laughs> they traded him back to the Jets. You, you, you were not wrong about that, but we were just asking for the teams. Man, Carlos. I used to think like about Carlos Ortiz like all the way up here. And then after that, I, I kind of knocked you down a few pegs. If 30 seconds of radio did that, then you never really thought that highly of me to begin <laughs> <Yeah>. with. <laughs> That's a good point. All right, let's update you some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. We get to a news brief. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. I hate to do my guy, though, Jim Nance, like this. Jim Nance, we once had a very contentious back-and-forth argument on the air. I was filling in for Scott Farrell years ago. Shake it up, Farrell on the bench, CBS Sports Radio, shake it up. Mafia, Carver High. Scott Farrell's one of my favorite people in the business. So I, I texted Jim. I got, I got a big opportunity tonight. I'm filling in for the legendary Scotty Farrell. I, I need you for 10 to 15 minutes. And Jim's a big Joe Flacco fan. And I guess we had him on right when the Broncos got Joe Flacco. And he was like, Joe Flacco's going to have a successful second chapter with the Broncos. And he it was like inconceivable to him that he thought... That, that I thought that he was not going to perform well uh, with the uh, with the Denver Broncos. So, it's all right. You know, Jim's paycheck's still pretty damn good. Jim has a great life. Saw Jim in uh, Philly on Sunday. Uh, just a tremendous human being. But let's go to Dak Prescott on the Cowboys' performance last night in a win. Showing resiliency, not getting down on ourselves. Obviously, you know, you, you love to just be up and roll like as we've been rolling at team teams here at home. And, and then even, even last week, I guess, right, it was close and closer than uh, – Close for majority of the game, and then boom, we blew it open, right? And so understanding that that wasn't going to happen in this game, late in the game, that we've, we've got to make plays. We've got to make plays to give ourselves a chance to win. But guys kept saying it on the sideline, expect to win, expect to win. And, and when you do that, you have those expectations. You're going to find a way to win, simple as that. And coaches did a great job of, of relaying that message. Players believed it. Players did a good job of saying that message over and over, and we went and found a way to win. Let's hear one more from Dak Prescott, how he's handling being praised for his strong play. I understand nobody's opinion defines me. And um, that, that's the great part about life. And that's the great opportunity that we all have, that people can say whatever they want. But, but you know, I have the pen, I have the paper, and I'm the one writing. So um, because I'm playing as well as I am now, doesn't mean that I'm going to stop. Doesn't mean I'm going to listen to him now. Uh, appreciate him. But I don't care about their opinions right now any more than I did when they said that, you know, when they're, when they're calling for my spot. You know who Dak Prescott is? Dak Prescott is a young Zach Gelb. I'll never forget this. In middle school, I once took a test. And I completed the test as quick as anybody has ever completed a test. And every answer on the front side of the test was correct. But I forgot to turn the test over, and I handed it in to the teacher, left, enjoyed my weekend. I'm out. Mrs. Anderson, I remember her. Very nice lady. And 
the test comes back and I feel pretty good and I failed. And I'm like, how did I fail? I felt really good. And I looked at the, the back end of the paper and said, turn it over, blank. That's Dak Prescott. He aces one part of the test. He could ace the regular season, but he forgets to flip the page over in the second part of the season. And what I mean by that is the postseason. So that's the way that I uh, compare Dak. It's amazing. Like, we're throwing victory laps and parade. Oh, I write the, the script and I control the script. Blah, 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 blah. It's the same damn thing as last year. It's the same damn thing as the last two years. The Cowboys have these great regular seasons. And then come playoff time, they choke. And they forget to turn the page over. Carlos is dying right now. I don't, whatever military obligations that we got for Carlos Ortiz this weekend, <laughs> I don't think he's making them. You might, can you call out sick in the military? Does that happen? I'll, t- I'll text my sergeant major right now. I'm like, hey, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> what, what, hap- what happens if you get sick when you're in the military? Just wondering. Uh, it's, listen, it's like, you know, because it's part time. They'll, 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 they'll live. They'll be fine. Like I wake up with a sore throat or I wake up and, and I got the sniffles. Like I'll call out sick. Hey, boss man, Spike Eskin. I ain't coming in to work today. I don't think that flies in, when you're in the military, no, right? It, it does, but you will make the day up eventually. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, let's uh, keep it moving. Let's go to Pete Carroll. I just had someone, someone, some guy tweets me like after every big game. Uh, what's this guy's name? Let me pull it up right here. Rob S. And he goes, another monologue where you skip the officiating. As long as the media doesn't speak out, nothing gets fixed. Betters got screwed last night. So, Rob, this is for you, Rob S. Here is uh, Pete Carroll talking about the officials. It's unfortunate that the game just, you know, it feels like there was a whole other factor in this game. I don't know. You guys saw a lot better than I did, but um, there's just way too many penalties in this game. And we got that for both sides. We got to get out of that, that kind of football. Yeah, the officials sucked last night. But I don't think the officials impacted who won the game. But I will say, at the end of the first half, I'm not even saying the calls weren't justified. Like, if the call's justified, you got to throw the flag. But there were a lot of flags last night. And right at the end of of that uh, first half, it was wild how many flags were being thrown. You had the DPI on the Jackson Smith and Jigba touchdown. Now, the DPI ended up getting called, even though it was uh, denied at first because they reversed the touchdown. Then there was a timeout that occurred, which what prevented what would have been a touchdown. And then when the Cowboys actually scored a touchdown or Seattle scored a touchdown, Dallas was lined up offsides. So what a wild sequence that was. We're still Dallas lot of touchdown. But there were so many flags in that game last night. But ultimately, the team that won the game deserved to win the game. And yeah, the officiating wasn't great. The officiating, there was a ton of uh, yellow hankies on the field. But if there's actual sloppy play and there's infractions being called, you just can't not... Uh, throw the flag. Let's go to uh, Nick Sirianni when talking about the Eagles 49ers game. He says, this isn't last year. It's a brand new ball game. This is a different, this is a 2023, right? And it's not 2022. Um, you know, very similar to what we responded with the, with the Chiefs stuff, like going into the Chiefs game, right? There's different players on this team. There's different players on their team. Shoot, one of our better players from last year is on their team, right? And so, you know, this is about the 2023 Eagles versus the 2023 uh, Niners. Both teams are, are doing well. Um, it's going to be a heck of a battle. 
And here's Brock Purdy saying he doesn't want to get too caught up in the trash talk. I have to be prepared to, to play football, make the right decisions consistently, um, handle the operation of the offense. So that's where my mind has to be, not all the other stuff. So I, don't, I obviously don't get caught up in it. Um, but I think, you know, for Debo or, you know, guys that have played, played the game for a while to have fun with it, like they can do them. And I laugh about it when I hear it. So, but um, I have a job that I have to do and that's just how I handle it. Wait, Debo having fun? What fun did Debo have? I, I pressed him over the summer and he said, Ashley, 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 please hang up the phone, Ashley. I, I got to get off this, this madman show, Zach Gelb. Debo can't have fun. Give me a break. Uh, Carlos, real quickly. Just give me the team. Who wins this weekend in South Philadelphia? 49ers, Eagles. Niners. Stu, who wins? 49ers, Eagles. Eagles. Ackman, who wins? Eagles. I think the 49ers actually are going to win. I think a lot of people would be surprised by that. I think the Niners win in the regular season, but come playoff time, when they go back to Philadelphia, I think the Eagles win the NFC title game. Let's hear Derek Carr. Uh, he's learned not to freak out with the results in the NFL. I see us getting better. You know, I, you know, I was in the same building for nine years, and – I can promise you at the beginning I was answering the same questions. <laughs> you know, that's, that's why when I'm older, I may be a little bit more frustrated, <laughs> you know, with it. Um, and when you're younger, you're like, oh, I still got all that time, you know. And now you're just like, you get more frustrated. Um, but I promised you guys, and I promised my team that I was going to be super positive about everything and keep going in the right direction because I know feeling sorry about it and not working at it isn't it, that it's going to lead to the same results. Stu, remember when Emmett Smith joined us? And I asked him about Ezekiel Elliott not being on the team, and he was like, it makes me hot. Yes. I don't think there's a player in the NFL that just makes me, like, more heated and more annoyed when I hear him speak than Derek Carr. And he's, like, a nice guy. But it's always, like, the woe is me. Like, I'm always better. I always have the answer to the test. And it's the same damn story each and every year. You don't get the job done. So, yeah, you're probably numb to it at this point. <laughs> That's why you don't overreact because you try to tell us something, but we know it's not the truth. Let's go to Nick Saban. He's uh, not focusing too much on the committee's decision. A lot of people are saying even if Alabama wins, who knows if they'll get into the college football playoff. Look, we're not really worried about the committee. Um, I'm not concerned about any of those things. I mean, we've got a big challenge here and terms of trying to play the best football that we can play and prepare our team to play the best that they can play. Uh, I want our team to focus on the game uh, because that's what we can control. Uh, we really can't control anything externally, but we can try to control how we play. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing for us to be focused on right now. With that being said, though, Nick Saban did make it clear that both Bama and Georgia, whoever wins the game, should get into the college football playoff. Cut 10. I think that uh, the SEC is one of the best conferences in the country. I think Georgia is one of the best teams in the country. Uh, and I think that they're one of the best four teams in the country. I think if we beat them, we'd be one of the best four teams in the country. Um, because, you know, teams do, um, there's a transformation that goes through the season. And the interesting thing is going to be if it comes down to Bama and Texas. Because Texas beat Bama and Tuscaloosa by 10. I said this earlier in the week. I'll say it again. I don't think there's a chance that the committee is leaving out a one-loss Alabama as an SEC champion. And finally, Dan Lanning coaches against Kalen DeBoer tonight, Oregon and Washington. Dan Lanning joined us yesterday, and I asked him about his receiver, Troy Franklin, who got snubbed for the Blitnikoff Award being a semifinalist. I saw the finalist for the Blitnikoff Award did come out. Troy Franklin wasn't on it. 
has 77 receptions this year, nearly 1,400 yards receiving and 14 touchdowns. I know you're focused on the Pac-12 championship game, but did you kind of just chuckle when that happened when he wasn't a finalist? Yeah, somebody made a mistake there, obviously. And, uh, you know, hopefully Troy has something to say about it on Friday. And we'll see what he has to say about it tonight. Oregon has just two dominant wide receivers this year. That's a news brief. It is Zach Yelp show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's toss it over to Richard Ackerman, who's standing by with the latest CBS Sports Radio update. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. You can stream the NFL and Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. So I said in the last segment, I do like the 49ers to defeat the Eagles this weekend. I'm going to go with the final score of 27 to 24 in favor of the 49ers, but that does come with a caveat. I do think in the NFC title game, these two teams will beat up once again, and I do like the Eagles to then, I guess, get their revenge up against the 49ers and advance to the Super Bowl. That's kind of uh, crazy how the revenge pendulum would swing. We're going into this one. It's like, oh, can the 49ers get their revenge against the Eagles? Then the 49ers win. Uh, In a few weeks when we're previewing an Eagles 49ers conference championship game, I may be saying, can the Eagles get their revenge on the 49ers? But I, I just think this game means more to the 49ers. They already have three losses on the season. The Eagles only have one. Now things could change rather quickly. Eagles then pick up a loss this weekend. That puts them at two. And you got a big game then the following weekend up against the Dallas Cowboys, which Eagles win that pretty much puts the nail in the coffin for the Cowboys' uh, chance of winning maybe the NFC East this year. Uh, But when I look at this matchup, this game means more for San Francisco. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of, what, two, three weeks ago? When the Eagles went into Kansas City, that game was a Super Bowl rematch for the Chiefs, right? They know it's a two-team race this year in the AFC. It's Kansas City, and it's the Baltimore Ravens, sure. You could look at a team like the Jaguars, yeah. You could look at a team like the Miami Dolphins, and you could say, okay, maybe one of those teams get to the Super Bowl, but I don't believe the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. I don't believe the Jaguars are going to the Super Bowl. So it feels like in the AFC, that's a two-team race with the Chiefs and the Ravens, And that was a good game. That was a back-and-forth game between the Chiefs and the Eagles. And the Eagles came alive in that second half. The Eagles came alive in that fourth quarter. And you even saw the raw emotion from Nick Sirianni after the game where Nick Sirianni was basically acting like how we would as fans when he's running off the field and he's going nuts and he's screaming, I can't hear you now, Kansas City fans. I can't hear you now. And Sirianni, like, if there's ever been a coach that represents the fan, it's Nick Sirianni. There's a lot of times I hear him speak, and this is not taking away anything from his football ability. Like, the guy is a marvelous football coach. But he does feed into the Philadelphia fandom. He does feed into kind of sucking up to the fan base a little bit. But, like, imagine how embarrassing this would be for the 49ers. And I would actually like to see it happen where the 49ers, with all the trash talking they did this offseason, and even with Debo leading into this one, it would almost be kind of poetic justice if you do have the Eagles win this weekend. But 
the 49ers lose this game this weekend, what are they going to say? Yeah, I know you may see them again. Like I told you, my prediction is I think the 49ers win 27 to 24, but then they don't win when it matters um, when they when you have an NFC title rematch. But all the 49ers did this offseason was say, we have our quarterback, we would have beat them. And it, it never annoyed me when the 49ers would say, whether it was Ayuk or whether it was Debo Samuel, that they would have won the game. Like, you're a a player on the 49ers, you shouldn't say, oh, yeah, we would have lost the game. You shouldn't say that. But with Debo, it was, oh, James Bradbury's trash, which annoyed me. And then we would have beat them by 20-something points. The Eagles didn't get blown out once last year. So how could you say against another good team, you would have blown them out if your quarterback didn't get knocked out? Win the game? All right, fine. I could, I could live with that. I could give you that. But that's why I was so irate, and I did not like, and I was really perturbed by the comments of Debo Samuel. And a lot of times in sports with rivalries, we say, like, games are rivalries. You say there's hatred. Ohio State, Michigan, right, there's hatred. But even Jim Harbaugh, after the game, I know he wasn't coaching on Saturday, he said a lot of that gets played up for the cameras. Like, a lot of that gets played up by uh, the, the TV crews. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it is Michigan, Ohio State. But it's made out a little bit bigger than, than what it actually is. But in this game, the fan base for the Eagles is going to be going crazy. The 49ers have been crying all offseason long, and we get to put this damn ball down on the field. And this game means more to the 49ers. And it's also a big statement for Brock Purdy because I hate to just dumb this game, you know, game down to one person, but the 49ers did this. They said all offseason long, Brock's healthy, they beat the Eagles. Not only beat the Eagles, annihilate the Eagles. So right there in that line of thinking, there is a lack of respect that the 49ers have for a great team in Philadelphia. And that lack of respect, even though it's not Brock saying it, gets thrown back to Brock where we get to see this weekend up against the best team in football. Brock Purdy with all the weapons, does he get the job done and was the difference last year in the NFC title game the quarterback getting knocked out. And I can't wait to see how this unfolds on a Sunday. Very much so looking forward to uh, this one. All right, it is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We will take a break. When we come on back, I will give you my official conference championship picks for the Power Five. All starts off tonight with Oregon and Washington. And you got four other of the uh, Power Five conference championship games tomorrow. I'll give you my picks and I'll tell you how we will get to the final four teams that will be announced on Sunday when we continue right here on CBS Sports Radio. You can always follow along at Zach Gelb on Twitter and Instagram. Also hit us up on the phones, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Back in five, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 